From the smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. Just a few stories to quickly highlight for you this morning because these are stories uh, that are of interest to New Yorkers and because these stories contain killing, assault, hate crimes, bank robberies, murder. Uh, But most importantly, each of these stories in their own way, provide key evidence to prove that I have been correct all along. And not just me, of course. Many, many people said that if you eliminate cash bail for a large swath of crimes in New York City, including assault in the third degree, aggravated vehicular assault, aggravated assault upon a person less than 11 years old, there could be problems. The list continues. Criminally negligent homicide... Aggravated vehicular homicide, manslaughter in the second degree, unlawful imprisonment in the first degree, coercion in the first degree, you can't coerce anybody, arson in the third and fourth degree, both of them, grand larceny in the first degree, criminal possession of a weapon on school grounds, or criminal possession of a firearm. I'll try to be succinct, but this list is long. Now, according to the District Attorney's Association of the State of New York, none of those accused uh, of those crimes will be held will be held on on bail. The list continues: criminal possession of a controlled substance in the first and second degree, criminal possession or sale of a controlled substance, a criminal uh, sale of a controlled substance in or in or near school grounds. See, someone is selling drugs to kids at school. They don't have to sit in jail a moment longer than necessary. Thank God. I think we all feel safer knowing that should we, any of us, be somehow wrongfully accused and arrested by some quirk of timing, a case of mistaken identity. For instance, if your evil twin was selling methamphetamine to school kids, you you very well could be wrongfully arrested and have to sit in jail innocent until proven guilty, or uh, just when you're accepting, say, uh, repayment of a sum of money which you loaned a school kid. Say that. You're just at a school collecting a debt from a school kid that you loan money to, and, and, and at the very moment that you, you know, say we're holding a small amount of meth or heroin, or, or, or maybe you let the kid hold it for a second while you put the money he owed you into your wallet. You know, in, in such cases, and these things do occur far too often, you will not be required to sit in jail awaiting your day in court, at which time you get to go set the whole thing straight. Just get it straightened out. Now, along with the crime of selling drugs, on school grounds, and I know you're wondering, well, what if you sell drugs to a kid on school grounds? Well, specified drug offenses involving the use of children, including the use of a child to commit a controlled substance offense and criminal sale, criminal sale of a controlled substance to a child, also not eligible for bail. You get out right away. Criminal solicitation in the first degree and criminal facilitation in the first degree. That's right, solicitation and facilitation in the first degree. I'm not even real clear on what these things are. Money laundering in support of terrorism, though, in the third and fourth degree. Money laundering in support of terrorism. No bail. Making a terroristic threat, also no bail. 
And, and look, it's not like you were a terrorist. You just made a terroristic threat. Say you called the newspaper and said, there's a bomb in your building set to go off in moments. Just letting you know. Well, there's no bomb. You're just fucking around. No bail. Patronizing a person for prostitution in a school zone. Non-bailable. And should it be? No. Let's be honest. Outside of a school zone, it's, it's hard to find a decent prostitute. Promoting an obscene sexual performance by a child. Making child porn. Or at least causing child porn to be created. You don't have to sit in jail. You can also possess an obscene sexual performance by a child. You, you don't have to pay bail to get out, you understand. And then there's a separate listing, promoting a sexual performance by a child, as opposed to promoting an obscene sexual performance by a child. Just, just because it's child porn, does that make it obscene? Why should you be held in jail, forced to pay bail, if you promoted a tasteful sexual performance by a child? I mean, if those obscene, smut-peddling child pornographers are getting out without bail, stands to reason that the child pornographers who promote a sexual performance by a child which is suitably laced with artistic merit, I'm talking about child porn which is critically acclaimed and fully vetted by tastemakers and intellectuals, you should also not have to pay bail. Failure to register as a sex offender. That is not anything you should have to pay bail for. I mean, hey, here's a person who has no respect for the law. Why should a sex offender who has already been legally required to register as such, but who says, not interested, because if I register, it will interfere with my ability to sex offend, so go fuck yourself. I'll see you in court. I'll see you in court. Because even though I don't respect the law, which insists that I register as a sex offender, I will certainly respect the law that says I must appear in court to answer that charge. I mean, I'm not an animal. As I said, the law will not require, nor will it permit anyone accused of these crimes to be held on bail. They will be released and expected to return to court on the honor system. The list continues, obstructing governmental administration in the first and second degree, obstructing government, governmental administration by means of a self-defense spray device, separately, to wit, attacking a police officer with pepper spray while that officer attempts to write you a ticket or arrest your friend. There's other crimes you've heard of, bribery in the first degree, Bribe giving for public office. Bribe receiving in the first degree. Promoting prison contraband in the first and second degree. Resisting arrest. So if you get, you know, what I mean, prison contraband. There's so many rules in prison, right? There won't be anybody in there anyway. What's the fucking difference? Hindering prosecution. Tampering with a juror. And tampering with physical evidence, those, those are both not something you, you will have to pay bail for. I mean, an individual with so little respect for the rule of law 
justice, courtroom activities, that kind of thing, that they tamper with physical evidence and threaten a juror or otherwise intimidate or tamper with a juror in a court proceeding, they will be released and expected to return to court, which they don't respect, to face that charge. The list goes on. Aggravated harassment in the first degree. Directing a laser at an aircraft in the first degree. And I believe that that the first degree is the most egregious form of directing a laser at an aircraft. First degree direction of a laser at an aircraft. Uh, You know, don't worry about it. Have a nice day. We'll see you in court. Hope you can make it. Here's your parting gifts. Oh, look, a laser pointer. This is ignorance meets illegality. I mean, if you've got nothing better to do than point a laser at a fucking aircraft... Still more, criminal possession of a weapon in the fourth degree. Criminal sale of a firearm to a minor. Imagine that. Guy sells your kid a gun. He takes it to school. He could be charged with criminal possession of a weapon on school grounds. It's a felony. However, along with bail reform, we've also seen something called the raise the age law. Which passed relatively quietly, was phased in last year. That law... It moved all 16- and 17-year-olds from Rikers into juvenile facilities, and as of last October 1st, a majority of criminal cases involving juveniles 17 and under will be heard in family court. And juveniles must be arraigned immediately with a parent or a guardian present, and most of them presumably will be home with their parents that night. So if a guy sells a kid a gun, kid takes the gun to school, word gets around, he gets caught, the kid rats out the guy, the guy gets arrested, he's out the next day, the kid gets arrested, he most likely goes home right away. Well, I mean, <laughs> why the hell not bring a gun to school, right? And, and, and this is coming from politicians, right, who really say, oh my God, school shootings, gun control, oh my God, the gun control. We must control guns, right? Unless you get arrested with one (laughs) at school or unless you sold that gun to a kid at school and then you can get out and maybe you come to court and maybe not. Think about that for a moment. Okay, the moment's up. These laws were all approved by... um, in 2019 by a, quote, revamped state legislature entirely under a democratic control for the first time since 2010. Isn't that great? Uh, finally, they, they seized the reins and, you know, they're driving all this. Now, uh, the new minimum wage of $15 an hour, pre-registration to vote for 16 and 17-year-olds who will probably be inclined to vote for the politicians, you know, who on the day they turn 18, uh, who helped them stay out of jail, right? Plus, I'm sure uh, there'll be voter registration drives in public schools at some point to make sure they don't drop out or (laughs) graduate uh, before they get their marching orders now. Uh, The new law will allow a licensed healthcare practitioner. Oh, oh, also the abortion thing. I, I forgot to mention, you know, that's another. They also passed this awesome abortion law so that, like, abortion can't be restricted in the last uh, weeks or days or hours or shortly after the birth of your kid. Uh, you can, uh, you know, never, the they, they should call it the never too late law, I think. 
You know? Why the hell not? Because it's never too late. And why should it be? Why should there be a deadline to make a decision like that? I don't think there should be. Like, you should be able to do abortion, like... Look, I mean, I can make a joke here, but... You know... <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, as I said... According to the uh, practitioner's uh, reasonable and good faith professional judgment based on the facts of the patient's case, the patient is is uh, within 24 weeks from the commencement of pregnancy or uh, if there's an absence of fetal viability or the abortion is necessary to protect the patient's life or health. That includes like, uh, you know, say she's at risk of postpartum depression or something like that. There'll be doctors who do it. Don't worry. Uh, by the way, another new law, uh, if you're 17 or under, you'll have to take a safety course before operating a motorboat. We're going back in time. Well, that's a little draconian. That's a little authoritarian. Here's a few more no-bail offenses, and, and just for good measure on these. Now, you will, you will not be required to post bail or bond if you are accused of any of these offenses. Enterprise corruption and money laundering in the first degree. Aggravated cruelty to animals. Overdriving, torturing, and injuring animals. No bail. Failure to provide proper sustenance to animals, say. Or also... Dog fighting. Animal fighting of any kind. Cock fighting. What have you. Any animals you want to pit against each other. I mean, what are... What are some others? Rat fighting. I never heard of anything like that happening. That should be the sport, rat fighting. I'm going back a day. That would be a contest where if you could train rats to fight. You know, this is a nice neighborhood here. Well, you could probably take over the fucking city. Yeah. It's really sad. We're going back in time. I'm going to think some more about, about this animal fighting law. See if there's any two animals I can pit against each other so egregious that I have to pay bail. It's still not a complete list of offenses uh, for which criminals are not required. Nay, which criminals are not uh, permitted to pay cash bail in order to be released for. And I know this because I know for a fact that stalking is one of the crimes for which criminals cannot be asked to pay bail. And stalking isn't on this list. And that's one that should really wake up a lot of females. Stalking. Men who stalk women tend to ignore the law. Ignore law enforcement. Ignore really anything that isn't stalking the woman who they so enjoy stalking. And they don't give a fuck. And I'm not trying to be a male chauvinist here because women stalk too, but... Mostly, a lot of times, you're going to see plenty of women are stalked by guys and you know like even even famous ones maybe especially famous ones but they even them like what's her name the fucking the one who dated uh, the one guy and everybody uh taylor swift or whatever stalked right here in new york city the guy turned up in her apartment he was always around they had to arrest this guy numerous times that was before bail reform when somebody's stalking you and i know you think well what good is bail right I mean, what good is keeping somebody locked up until trial? Or what good is, you know, for... Is it, is it um, 
penalizing poverty. That's what they say. Is that it's criminalizing poverty in order to force people to pay bail. So your stalker may be so poor that he can't afford to get out pre-trial. And New York says that cannot happen. Stalking is one of those things, too, where, say, the first time, maybe there's some question. I mean, probably if they did some investigating, they would find some obsessive writings or whatnot, but he would still, you know, uh, get his opportunity to go to trial and defend himself. With all the evidence turned in within 15 days, by the way, now. But, you know, whatever. I mean, like, uh, that's the first offense. And then the second time. And then the third time. And then the same guy keeps arrested for stalking this woman. And they still can't put him away. They still can't keep him locked up. Because it doesn't matter how many times you do it, you see. So think about being stalked, women. If any of you are listening. Think about that before you make a decision on whether or not these bail reforms are really such a good idea. Now, the backlash against bail reform so far has been focused on Tiffany Harris of violent Brooklyn, who assaulted several Jewish victims, was twice released, then arrested a third time. She's now been charged with federal hate crime charges. Harris was initially indicted on misdemeanor charges for allegedly slapping three Orthodox Jewish women in violent Brooklyn's infamously tense neighborhood of Crown Heights. In one incident, while uh, shouting, uh, quote, F you Jews. This quote is strange. Usually fuck you Jews is depicted as F dash 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 you comma Jews, right? Y-O-U comma Jews. But in, in the case of Tiffany Harris, the spelling is the letter F dash the letter U comma Jews. Now, when you hear you, I don't know what makes you put the capital U. It's something she's yelling you would think that would be Y-O-U and not U, like short for university. So it implies that she said F-U, but then uh, I still don't know how they arrived at the U, which makes me think, well, maybe it was abbreviated in the police report for some reason, or I don't know. It's weird. Also strange, slapping three Orthodox Jewish women in one incident, it seems as if there would be some scattering after the first slap or two, so I assume it was one of those Three Stooges-style, just three-person slaps all at once. That's really all. That's the only conclusion we can, we can come to. Now, within days, she was arrested again for Jew slapping in Prospect Heights. Again, released. But then she blew off an appointment with social workers a day or so later and was rearrested and held this time for a psychiatric evaluation based on what? I mean, they, they were just sick of her slapping Jews and making their new bail reform look bad. She was on the cover of the Post every day, so they were like, what are you, crazy? This chick is clearly nuts. She's insane. No, she's not insane. She's not necessarily insane. She's got to be nuts. Really? Why? Based on what? Does she have a history of mental illness? Is slapping people uh, what insane people do? Uh, you know, is, is not going to see your social uh, workers? Is that uh, insane behavior? It seems to me p pretty sane. You know, you get released. Okay. 
I mean, it seems... Who knows if she's expecting different results here. In the meantime, a violent Brooklyn grand jury indicted Harris on three counts of felony assault as a hate crime. Now, she'll be arraigned on the new charges next Wednesday, and then, almost certainly, she'll once again be released into the wild to hopefully not slap any more Jews, but to comport herself as a lady and return to court as mandated to face justice on felony hate crime charges. I'm sure that's how it'll go. The New York Post, in this story, quotes a criminal defense attorney who explained, authorities' hands are tied in terms of keeping her locked up despite her repeated alleged offenses. Quote, if she continues to just get arrested and the law does not recognize that she can be held... The law does not recognize that she can be held unless she demonstrates persistently that she won't come back to court, then prosecutors can't do anything. And this is according to uh, Mark Badero, or Mar- Mark Badero, probably. Sounds better. Sounds more New York. This according to Mark Badero, who added that, quote, it's already clear there are problems, end quote, with the law. Again, this guy is a criminal defense attorney. You know, they, they really normally don't say things like that, if that gives you an idea. Now, for a bank robbery. Oh, wait, wait a second. Six bank robberies. Uh, Gerard Woodbury was arrested last week after allegedly knocking over four Chase banks in uh, the days prece- uh, following uh, December 30th and after. So four Chase banks in uh, rapid succession in the West Village uh, on the Upper West Side and right here in my neighborhood of Chelsea, he was released without bail because he didn't use a weapon in any of these robberies, from which he made a total of around $2,000. He was charged with grand larceny, as I said. There it goes. And that is not a bailable offense. And the judge in Manhattan Criminal Court had no choice but to release him. Even bank robber Woodbury was shocked by that one. He's from South Carolina, this guy Woodbury. And uh, this bank robber said... I can't believe they let me out as he picked up his vouchered property at NYPD headquarters. And then he added, what were they thinking? (laughs) You understand the bank robber? Never mind. That was Thursday. On Friday, robbed another bank. So this fifth heist was also a Chase Bank, but this time Outer Borough was on Flatbush Avenue in Violent Brooklyn. He made off with another $1,000. He's still wanted for that robbery. So he struck again this past Tuesday, day before yesterday. Didn't get any money that time. Wow. And even if the cops launch an all-out manhunt and bring him in, nothing has changed. He will still not be eligible for cash bail. He will walk out the door that day or the day after to most likely rob more banks. NYPD, on behalf of every New Yorker with a brain... On behalf of every New Yorker with a quarter of a brain. Sorry. This is ridiculous. On the next New York City Crime Report, we'll update you on the case of 21-year-old Riaz Khan, who uh, is uh, referenced on the website Breaking 911 as, quote, 
an unlawfully present Guyanese national. And it's phrased that way, presumably to avoid being fined a quarter million dollars for using the term illegal alien. And more importantly, it's phrased that way to avoid risking that this accused killer and sex offender be demeaned in some way. Uh, Khan is charged with murder, sexual abuse, contact by forcible compulsion, and sexual abuse by a person incapable of consent. That's the 92-year-old woman he allegedly killed. As it turns out, Khan was released from local law enforcement custody back in November. Even though he had an active detainer from Immigration and Customs Enforcement's Enforcement and Removal Operations Deportation Officers, which is long, but you get the idea. But he was released with an active detainer due to New York City's Sanctuary City Policy. Wow, that's amazing how these things can work together. Uh, therefore, Khan was out of custody, still in the United States, still in New York City, still in Queens, and available to, allegedly, rape or whatever, and uh, kill a 92-year-old woman who was picking up cans near her Richmond Hill home at 92. According to detectives, Khan told investigators, quote, he fell down, his belt broke, his pants fell down, and his penis fell near her vagina. Thank you for listening to New York City Crime Report.